and you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful podcast. And you'd be right, because it's my beautiful podcast. Hey. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to, to just have a good time. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my co-host. I was <laughs> supposed to have a word in front of co-host. Uh, joined, joined by my talking co-host. Talk, sure. <laughs> I have a head, too. That's right. So, uh, Alex Mildenberg is my name. That is correct. Um, yeah. I was just about to jump into promos. I was going to say you can follow us on Twitter. And, and that's it, everybody. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a great show. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, you know, like, the end of, like, a Saturday Night Live where, like, the sax rips in. It's like... like Yeah, we do need a saxophone player. You know, I was talking to a guy this morning. Mm -hmm. I learned he he plays clarinet right now, but, you know... That's basically a sax. It's basically a saxophone. He can do both. Hell yeah. Speaking of sax, there's none in this song. It's Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. You may ask yourself... I did there and say the. I saw. I saw that you implied the name of the band is Talking Heads. That's correct. This was released. The single was released in 1981. It's off their. Is it their second album? Their fourth, I think. Fourth. I read. Because their second album was more songs about buildings and food. Mm, is that the title of it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was called. <laughs> because yeah, just implying that the first their first album was mostly songs about buildings and food, and there were more of that in their second album. That's you're, you're a big Talking Heads fan. So. I I did go through a bit of a phase. Listened to them a lot in like late high school and like after right. afterwards. So I, I I've some. I'm not like super in depth, but like I've 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 listened to a fair amount. Talking Heads. So the first album is about buildings and food for the most part. Um, there are definitely songs about buildings and food. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is co-produced and co-written by Brian Eno. Who's a big Who deal. Who we know is a big deal. <laughs> Elo. Hmm. <laughs> and Bingo was his name-o. And uh, what else can I tell you? It's inspired by Afrobeat musicians. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. How it was like they took some styles of like Fela Kuti or whatever. Mm-hmm. That uh, was the named like inspiration. Yeah, that was the one they brought up. And like Afrobeat is like pretty, I think, centered around his music. Mm. But I don't know. 100%. That's what I, I took that class, that right. world beat and ethno pop class, and that did come up. We talked about him. And his music is like a lot of, if you listen to it, it'll be like a very long and like repetitive, like you'd get in this song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll play it for people sometimes. They'll be like, so is this still going? I'm like, yes, you're supposed to dance to it, but we are playing board games right now. So <laughs> it's, just, it's just interesting, okay? All right. And what else? So yeah, even the writing process on this is kind of that meandering style. So they just recorded jam sessions, would listen back to them and just kind of like isolate the parts that sounded good. And then just play them. Yeah. And that's, I think that's how everybody wants to make music. Like when you hang out with dudes, like we'll just fucking jam. Make some uh, new tunes. Uh, we'll record it and fu- it's just going to be gold, brother. And it's like it never works out I, that Well, way. I mean, in our experience, yeah. recording jam sessions, it's mm-hmm. like... I've never listened to them. Oh, like, God, yeah. I couldn't handle them. Like, oh, yeah, I have, like, an hour and a half of recorded material that I'm just... 
I got an it's hour. It's on and a half hard of, drive somewhere. It's like... basically a shoe shoe album. It's all just <laughs> fucking noise. You're like, Ugh. and one dude in the back being like, "You guys." <laughs> Are you singing? No, I'm just, just tired. Just, it's really hot in here. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Um, I do like they how they described it. They describe themselves as human, like looping, attempting to like recreate funk music and failing. Right. Which I think is accurate because it kind of has elements of funk, but isn't really like a dance track. Like it's very no. awkward for a dance track. Which we'll come back to the music video, but like you kind of see that in the way he moves in the music video. Yeah, this is a very much a a strange piece. I I got so many fucking quotes on this. Let me see. Yeah, let's let's get some quotes because get some goddamn quotes. I mean, is is Brian Eno talking? He usually says some. Um, I might. He's got a quote somewhere here. Let's see. Here's the 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 keyboardist Jerry Harrison says because there were so few chord changes and everything was in a sort of trance. Became harder to write, write defined choruses. Um, let's see. So yeah, here where Eno kind of put his work in is he when he listened to the track, he heard the third beat of each bar is the first. So and he told basically he used this idea and told every member of the band to like conceptualize the rhythm in a different way. Which is pretty wild. Yeah, which is insane. And so his quote on that is, this means the song has a funny balance with two centers of gravity. Their funk groove and my dubby reggae-ish understanding of it. A bit like the way uh, Fila Cootie will have multiple rhythms going on at the same time, uh, warping in and out of each other. Which is, I imagine, quite difficult. Um, I do like the story, kind of on the rhythm, about how the bass line came about. How, like, Tina Wayne. Tina, Tina Weymouth. Uh, she was she was like playing something, and then the drummer, whose name escapes me, Chris France. Uh, yeah, uh, he like he was like shouting something at her, but it was like noisy in the room, so yeah. she kind of just like started playing something that she thought he said, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." I believe she said here it was created by like mimicking her husband. Her husband is the drummer. Yeah, his shouting during that recording session, so she just kind of like mimicked how he. It's yeah. That's a fucking weird way for it to come about, but it is cool. And then what happened there is Brian Eno actually didn't like the first note of the bass line. So like, boom, boom, boom. He didn't like the boom. And so he re-recorded it. And then the sound engineer got Tina back and was like, can you re-record the bass line? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Brian. Brian thought it was too obvious, which I don't know really what that means. I think when it's a rhythm like that, if you want it to be like kind of funky, mm-hmm. sometimes if you want to get like syncopation, you want to skip that first one so you don't mm-hmm. like come in on the first thing because it, I don't know what that would be practically, but it you might get a little more like funk feeling. But at the same time, I've seen funk where they're like, yeah, you got to play that first note. Yeah. So I don't really know funk that There's well. There's that, who is it, like Bootsy Collins or whatever? Yeah, I think I, I've seen that vid- uh, YouTube he's, video. Yeah, and he's just like, it's all about going back to the root or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so. hit that. And then he's just like, he's like, this is all it is. And he's like doing these crazy, like, funk bass lines. You're like, you can't just do that, man. Yeah, it's like, that's just all about hitting that first note. <laughs> like, no, that is like, not what you're There's clearly more did. going on there. <laughs> a lot more. It's about the groove. Oh, I mean, sure, it is about the groove. Yeah, it is undeniably about the groove. What else do we got here? David Byrne said some crazy shit. I did a really. David Byrne uh, said crazy shit? Yeah, impossible. He says it wasn't one of Brian Eno's favorite favorite tracks that we were working on, and there was a motion to just abandon this one. But I thought there's something about this. I'm sure I can write words to it that's going to make it this work. 
and pull it together. And he took two months to write the lyrics for this. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they had, like they had a feeling about it, and it's one of those things that like didn't really come together till the end. And like some people believed in it, mm-hmm. you know, and it was kind of going back and forth. And if it didn't have like everything there, that it just wouldn't have worked out. But they just put everything together. Yeah, and it was this right like, way. cacophonous process too, because you got Brian Eno one being like, oh, maybe just abandon the track. And then two, like doing things like that one note on the bass line. No, no, take it out. <laughs> take it out. I don't want none of that. Um, let's see if I got, there's actually a quote from Chris France on this. And he says, remain in light was a difficult album to make. We wanted to do something groundbreaking, but we didn't want to get into fights about it. And a couple of times we did get into fights, musical fights. Cause somebody wanted to go one way and another person thought it shouldn't sound like that. So it's funny that they're like, okay, guys, we're all in this together. We're going we're gonna to do something new. We're going to do something cool, but we're not going to fight about it. And then just end with like, just like, fuck you. Fuck that. <laughs> you know what? That first bass note? Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it right out of the mix. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, like this one, despite being probably the most popular Talking Heads song, other than maybe Psycho Killer these days. Maybe. I mean, this is like the Talking Heads song that I knew before I knew other Talking Heads. Yeah, Like This is 100%. the one that we would certainly hear on the radio. Maybe there are local differences, but certainly here. Yeah it's, yeah, its highest ranking was at number 14 on the UK singles chart. Number 31 in the Dutch singles chart. And it is, uh, let me see. Oh, there's also apparently an early version of Once in a Lifetime called Right Start. Yeah, it's like a bonus track on some of their like remastered. Yeah, on albums. the on the 2006 reissue. Yeah, I think that's the one that I have because okay. I remember listening to that, and it's the like, it's basically the music track. There's a few. It's like the backing track with a right. few differences, but it definitely has the bass line there. And there's like a different guitar being like. <laughs> so it's it's changed, but. <laughs> wow. But the the bass line's there, and I think the drums too. Okay. Uh, uh, um, do I have anything else to say about this before we jump into some lyrics? Um, it's really, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting song and kind of weird. And it's weird that it ended up as popular as it was because it is quite an odd song. Yeah. It's just a lot of like shouting about yeah, things this and like talk re- singing repetition. Because he, uh, I got a quote about that too. He was imitating the style of uh, preachers. Yes, which is very. Interesting. I know there was a, a not too long ago um, a YouTube channel called Polyphonic. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, uh, no, I did think... a video on this as well, and 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 went into that how it was inspired by, like, I, they had written the the chorus, mm-hmm. and it to him sounded like preaching. So he decided to like do the the verses in this like spoken word sort of like sermon right and it style. is like a call and response like you would yes. get and he's letting the days go by and then the, the yeah that's a hundred percent like what you would get in a church that just clicked for me now yeah fucking a um let's talk about the lyrics because they are nonsensical they are um <laughs> uh, they kind of have they're about i think just like like light like suburban life maybe mm-hmm. like like this idea of of being stuck kind of like or 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 reaching a point in life where you're done no not done necessarily but like you're doing the same thing every day you're going through the motions yeah and you're like 
what happened? Like, where yeah, did my life a, go? A moment of wakefulness. Yeah. So, quote by Byrne here, first to address what you said about suburban, he says, maybe I'm fascinated with the middle class because it seems so different from my life, so distant from what I do. I can't imagine living like that. And then he further says, in another quote that I put on the other side of this fucking <laughs> article here, um, where the fuck Byrne denied? Okay, yeah, so some people have associated with yuppie greed. And he says it's about the unconscious. He says, we operate half awake or on autopilot and end up, whatever, with a house and a family and job and everything else. We haven't really stopped to ask ourselves, how did I get here? Ooh, yeah, and all that sounds like very like, I'm trying to remember when American Psycho, the book came out, mm. but it reminds me of that like anti-corporatism sort of yeah. like wake up sheeple attitude yeah, that I always associate like... with the 80s counterculture. Not that it's exclusive to the 80s, but this kind of attitude. And of course, you know, that attitude is, probably pretty common in a lot of music yeah from a lot of times but definitely when i think about talking heads i think about that particular that this kind of direction to it if that makes sense yeah i can see i would also compare it to like fight club and the idea of material anti-materialism in that result like you the things you own end up owning you yes possibly because Fight Club is a bit of like a back and forth of like, he's saying this, but like, he's it's all bullshit. And like, this is a person is, I wonder if that's a response to it. Yeah, I wonder. It's, oh, it's definitely more in the wake of this than say, yeah, American Psycho. It's definitely be. almost two decades later, probably. When was yeah, this? this is 81. Yeah. So just about two decades. Yeah, pretty close. Or at least the movie. I don't remember when Fight Club the book came book out, came but I don't out. think it was much before the movie. Yeah, it's not like it was a decade. Like yeah. So jump on the lyrics we've got, and you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. Yes, I always thought it was. It sounds like shotgun shack, but for some reason I always said like it's shot. What's a shotgun shack? But that's a thing. It exists. It is. Apparently refers to how thin the uh, the building is that if one were to fire a shotgun at it. Everyone and everything in the building would, <laughs> would get, get hit. Hit by the show. So like almost these like narrow infills. Yeah. But like it's kind of is it like a because I They're generally like a gentrified type. Oh. They're no, no, so it's the opposite. It's okay. uh, just like I uh, I think I looked it up and they're like, Oh yeah, often used by criminals. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't really know about that because a lot of the other stuff is now he's in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. I don't know how it, why it starts with a shotgun shack. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think maybe he's just painting, That's, it's weird, because it's obviously addressing you, the listener. Or yeah, maybe he's just trying to talk to everyone. He's like, maybe you're in a shotgun shack. Maybe you're in a beautiful house mm-hmm. with a beautiful wife. But like, either way, you might still right. be just going through the motions. And we all do this. We let the days go by. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. You may find yourself in another part of the world. Like, you may be traveling, whether that's another part of the world, like, away from, like, where you grew up, or, like, simply another part of the world in relation to where he yeah, is. It's just, like, things are different. Yeah. Different environment. These are a, a series of different things. You might find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile, and you know, in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's just that, like, weird dissociation of, like, what happened? Like, yeah. What put me here? Like, did I earn this? I don't know if that's really a theme that the song touches on. That's kind of what I would think. Of. Again, there's always this idea of just like, put your head down and get through it. Yeah. And then particularly in Western culture, it's like, you'll get to the reward. And then you pull your head up and you're like, 
what the fuck? Did I, <laughs> is this what I wanted? Is this like, what I wanted? And like, did I achieve my goal? Yeah. It is, and it's very, that is like right, the line there, how did I get here, is really the thesis of this song. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And yeah, absurdly simple lyrics, but I have, I have a quote here actually. Ah. And a guy sums it up really well here. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Appearing on NPR's All Songs Considered, musician Travis Morrison selected Once in a Lifetime as a perfect song, saying, The lyrics are astounding. They are meaningless and totally meaningful at the same time. That's as good as rock lyrics get. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to be both of those things simultaneously. Yeah. I don't know what he means necessarily by meaningless, because I guess it is just a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like, like taken together. You like, might be here. You might be over there. But like, you might have a car. It still gets the message across. Which yeah. Is pretty impressive. Exactly. There's, there's not, it's really not poetic writing on this. It, it is almost closer right. to a yeah, it's salesman a speech. speech or a, like a preaching thing. It's quite bizarre. With that, we go into the chorus, which is letting the days go by. Let the water hold me down. Water flowing underground into the blue again after the money's gone. Once in a lifetime, water flowing underground. Which is a pretty catchy verse for a song that like yeah is just weird. Um, now, what do you think is the significance of water? Just that water is like life giving. The uh, I'm gonna come back, bring up the uh, polyphonic video mm-hmm. that I watched uh, a little while ago. It suggested that the Water represents time passing, so the flow of water is the flow of time. Yeah, and uh, that was pretty much what it said. Okay, yeah, and I can see that with uh, water flowing underground. It's you can't see that; Mm -hmm. you're unaware of it. Mm -hmm. Stuff about money. I, I mean, maybe just bringing up the idea of like, what do you do when when the money's gone? Yeah, and you don't know where you are, and like, what 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 does your life become? Because there was a lot of, you know, maybe just like a general anti-consumerist sort of notion. That would be my right. That would be my take on it. And then into the blue again. So a blue could be sadness, but blue is also traditionally the color of water. It is. And yeah, let the water hold me down. It's because I guess is if because if water is the passage of time. Yeah, that what I would take from that one is is like. Um, we were talking about time passing and then maybe not feeling like you're in control mm-hmm. because you're going through the motions, living your life or whatever. Right. And and uh, your trajectory just feels like the time is going and things are happening and you can't do anything about it. That's mine. Yeah. That's and my Again, you could see, because we keep talking about this one moment of you right. know, asking, how did I get here? That's coming up for air, right? I guess that would make sense because you're not being held down anymore. Mm-hmm. You get that one moment of clarity and just where well, you've been just taken by the stream. Yeah, so that's the chorus. And then we get uh, the second verse, which is similar to the first verse. It says, you may ask yourself, how do I work this? Yeah. And you may ask yourself, where is that large automobile? You may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. Okay. How do I work this? Is he referring to the car? <laughs> how do i ah how do i get this fucking thing to work and then you and then you lose the automobile you just can't, you're like where did it go <laughs> you're very senile i can't use point. it and then i i'd lie uh, and then i i think it's all i mean it's it's really underlining the like the dissociation i think mm-hmm. of like how did all this happen like, right what is, what is this who who am i 
why haven't I been paying attention to that sort of thing? Exactly. And that's like in the line, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. Some people online suggested it was him like coming out of his dream state being like, oh, I don't have a beautiful house and wife. I was just dreaming about those. But I think it's more like you said, where it's like, did I earn these things? Yeah. Do I even want these things? And like, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because I, I don't like, it doesn't seem to me like he's actually like waking up from a dream. No. I think it's, I mean, it's, a, it's supposed to be like a sermon. So it's this guy talking. It's like, right. Have you looked at your life recently? Like, are you whatever? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever sermon, you know, whatever his message that he's preaching is. Probably would work that in there. Say, have you praised the Lord? That's the only thing that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a sermon. Exactly. Uh, like, like, taking look at yourself in this sort of, like, taking religious technique or, or, or rhetoric? Yes. Speech technique? But uh, using, like, kind of a secular... Um, right. Fr- or... or, or so putting a secular like idealism into a religious framework. Yeah, that's that's a good way of saying it. <laughs> um, thanks for the save. No uh, problem. Which I this I think this is kind of what the song is seems to be at least in the verses mm-hmm. what he's doing because he never says like anything specific, right? Yeah, he's not like trying to be a, like a Christian evangelist, televangelist. No, or or anything like that. Yeah, one thing with the line, where is that large automobile, could also be, like, you're still, even in this moment of waking up, you're still looking for these things that might give you happiness that have been sold to you. So, like, where's my fucking car? I worked hard, but yeah, you don't have the car. Or even if you do, you're just like, where, where is that car? Like, you're just still attached to your, right. your belongings. Yeah, and you, you need to see it, because you're like, that's what I worked for. Shiny. And then you're out there. It. Polishing your car or whatever. Yeah. Because I think, like, I don't think we're spo- you're supposed to polish cars anymore, but back then you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least everybody was always polishing cars. That they're on that's, their driveways. Yeah. It's like picket fence, <laughs> polishing a car, then, like, or mowing a lawn. Yeah. It's the 50s. It's the 50s, baby. We got large automobiles. I guess that would have been pretty prescient. In the yeah. 80s, that kind of, like, 50s idealism. Right, because people were looking back on that and being like, oh, the good old days. Mm-hmm. And we all polished our cars. Mowed the lawn with the dog. But now I've got an apartment. I don't have a driveway. And ate apparently really shitty food. Yeah. That's what I've heard, anyway. I wasn't around, but, like, apparently even through, like, se- like 70s and 80s, it was just, like, food just kind of sucked, and it's way better now. <laughs> Like, I don't know. the craziest thing. It's just like, yeah, everything was like canned and... Right. It was like... And we were into that, though, back then. Yeah, but there were... I don't know if there were other options. Yeah. I do remember there being a show that I watched. I don't remember what the show was, but like, let's make some recipes from like old 70s cookbooks. And it was like all just terrible, terrible <laughs> things. We're like, now soak it in brandy. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I guess there are good things that you soak in brandy. But anyway, it was just very odd Yeah. things with like processed food and... Like spam, probably. No, yeah, spam was huge, dude. Yeah. Never had spam in my life. But I know no, me huge. neither. Although I one time heard if you just like fry it in a frying pan, it's good. Oh yeah, fried spam. Yeah, spam so, in the pan. I don't know. Can't can't vouch for it, but 
Maybe give it a shot can't if you can't have vouch some, against it. If you have some spam lying around, I don't know. I don't know. Look up some recipes. Actually, I've Soak had it like in brandy and fry it. I've had like ham balls, and I think sometimes those use spam. Okay. I don't think I've ever had a ham ball. It's just like ham and like a bunch of cream cheese okay. in a ball, and I think you put like nuts on the that outside. That sounds exactly like 70s cuisine. And then you just like put it on crack. It's like spread. Okay. You don't just eat it. You put it on crackers. <laughs> so just like grab a handful of ham ball. <laughs> just spread it the on your face. The original popcorn. <laughs> Same oh, as it ever was. Same. Same as it ever was. 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 <laughs> Same as it ever was. Yeah, so, this so there's is, a bridge, and they say yeah. same as it ever was over and over again, which, I mean, they're literally saying same as it ever was over and over again, yeah. you know, like the same thing. <laughs> and this is something I'd say a lot. <laughs> Just, people are like, oh, it's going on, you know? Same as it same ever as was. Same as it ever was. Same as, same it, ever as was. it ever was. <laughs> same as it ever was. And I think this both refer, refers to like a personal level, like you're just doing the same shit day in, right. day out, same as it ever was. And on a global scale, everybody's doing the same uh, shit they were doing. Doesn't change. Yeah. Like, what do you do? We're just, we're just on that one long conveyor belt, man. Just churning out polished cars till we die. <laughs> polished cars and picturesque families on porches. That have been drawn in that 1950s style. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. You didn't know how these cameras back then, I guess. No. Maybe. They just sucked back then, didn't they? I don't know. Because people want to use film and stuff now. That's right. They had film. I'm thinking of like the old ass, like, I'm thinking like cowboys times, like, yeah. <laughs> cameras. Although even cowboys were like early 20th century, like late 19th as well. But yeah. I feel like. So, like, a hundred years ago, I would think there would have been, like, cowboys, at least in the West. Right. Maybe it was the late cowboy days. I haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2 yet, though, mm. and I don't remember what the year is. I forget what the year is, too, and I've played it. <laughs> it's obviously not 100% accurate. Mm, I think it's pretty accurate. But it is there, yeah, because the end of their era is early 20th century. I would think, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of yeah, like not like current, but not like like Germany was a thing, mm-hmm. and there were still cowboys. I mean, Germany's been a thing for a while. Yeah, but it wasn't like <laughs> like Germany became like a nation in oh, like okay. the eighteen eighties or oh, something. Oh, really? It like took that, that long. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna look up. They were a lo- loose confederation, I believe, or confederation might be the wrong word, but. I'd like to be. It's set in 1899, the Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Yeah, that's about the right time. That's about right. Even then, that's like late cowboy times, I think. Right. I forget that that one's a prequel to Red yeah. Dead Redemption, which is like. Also, I mean, they're both about like the West becoming less wild or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think. That's exactly what they're both somehow about. Yeah. <laughs> like, still wild, but not as wild. They're like, before the West was less wild, it was also. Less wild. Watch the West get even less wild, but from a position where it was more wild. <laughs> Next time on Red Dead. On <laughs> Red Dead. Redemption. All right. Uh, um, now we get to the crazy one that is water dissolving and water, water removing. removing. There is water at the bottom of the ocean. Under the water, carry, carry the water. Remove, 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 remove water at the bottom of the ocean. Yes, I think... This is the really important part of the song. The mm-hmm. real the real thesis of the song. There's water 
at the bottom of the ocean. And that's the important takeaway from this song. Yeah, he's trying to, he's coming up with a solution for, you know, world thirsting. Like, guys, you know where there's water? Bottom of the ocean. Check they're, it out. They're like, how do we get it? Remove, remove, <laughs> remove, remove water. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't totally understand this other than it just like talking about water flowing. It's like, look, time can make you do push you around. Yeah. And just... it does relate because he says later, and it's right in the end of it. And mm-hmm. I missed it actually. I only heard it in one of the covers. But he says, Time isn't holding up, time isn't after us. That's in the outro. Yeah. And so the idea there is that time does not like move slower or quicker. Like it, it is a constant. And yet in I think this verse he's talking sort of about these cycles of water and that mm. even though it is a constant it does seem to change because it dissolves you know and it like evaporates and you can remove water from the ocean but it, again it pulls to this idea of the sort of drudgery of your day-to-day life it may be just comparing just like working your office job to taking a bucket to the water and being like well there's water at the bottom of the ocean. We gotta get it. Like, oh yeah. So you're trying to remove the water from the bottom of the ocean, but it just flows back in and yeah. fills it up. Okay, because you can't remove the water from the bottom of the ocean. Exactly, it's impossible. And we're just, you know, you're surrounded by water. Under the water, carry the water. It's all. I guess it's this everywhere. is sort of like, just like a nihilistic, like nothing makes sense, guy. Yeah. If there is no point, you can't control the flow of time. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then was this uh, maybe yeah it was a response to Chilliwack who famously said that time is like a rubber band time is at our command ooh you like the big wide spaces and like fly by no fly at night when you fly at night it's like a rocket fly and maybe that's just what it's for yeah all right Good song. yeah. Great I haven't song. talked about that song in a long time. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, I just have not thought of that song in a long time. Um, and then we got verse four where he says, You may ask yourself, what is that beautiful house? You may ask yourself, where does that highway go to? And you may ask yourself, am I right? Am I wrong? And you may say to yourself, my, my God, God, what have, have I done? done? So this is. I mean, he's now questioning his life. Mm-hmm. Questioning his decisions. And obviously looking for where... a way out with the line, where does that highway yeah, go? Yeah, wondering where he can go from here. Mm-hmm. And, like, does he want to continue on this path? Will it lead him to where he wants to be? Who knows? Is there even another path? It's a highway. And as we all know, the difference between a highway and a freeway is access. Is it? I don't know. That, okay. <laughs> my, my driver's ed teacher told me that, but I don't think he was that qualified. Okay. He was just a teacher at our school. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was he like, because freeways are free. Easy uh, access, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like a highway is not a, a fork in the road. There's only one. Right. There's only one path. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Where does that highway go? But it also kind of ties in with the car. Because we've been talking about cars. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, maybe he is sort of now looking at the path ahead. So less than a choice, he's like, where the fuck am I driving? And am I right to go this way? Am I wrong? 
And then in this car, like just going straight, you're like, what have I done? Again, all this questioning, you're like, how did I fucking put myself here? Yeah. Where I am driving in a car, metaphorically or literally, to God knows where. <laughs> Somewhere down the road. It's a highway. There's limited access. It's yeah, a highway. It's a highway. <laughs> <laughs> what is that beautiful house? Where does that highway lead to? <laughs> so is, what is that beautiful house more like, what is that, like, what does it mean to me? Maybe. I mean... Because obviously he knows what a house is. Right. And he's already de- described it as beautiful. But is it a shotgun shack? That doesn't sound beautiful. No. Um, it sounds more like the lines before in the previous, well, not verse three, but verse two. Mm-hmm. He's just like kind of confused and asking himself, like, what is all this? Right. And like, how do I work this? But he also said, that is not my beautiful house. And then, like, what is... What is that beautiful house? Yeah. It's not mine. It's not mine. What is it? What is it? I don't know. That's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the chorus again. And then in the New outro, choruses. we get more, more of the same as it ever was. And this is where he says, and look where my hand was. Time isn't holding up. Time isn't after us. Here a twister comes. Here comes the twister. And some more same as it ever was. And that's, yeah, that's it. What do you think about the twister? Is that like the, the natural event? Or is that... Just somebody who is twisting. Do the twist. <laughs> uh, Here comes the twister. <laughs> I mean, it might. We're already talking about like the water pushing you around and not having control. So maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, if it was water, I would call it a vortex, probably. But maybe he called it a twister. I think it's just it's like a natural force that moves you, right? And you can't do much about it. And also shake shit up, just like yeah, entirely. That too. Maybe the twister is coming because now. I mean, it's, it's, it's the sermon, right? So he's mm-hmm. trying to inspire people, maybe, to make a change in their life. So maybe the twister is a change. Yeah, because it, it would naturally throw you off your course. Yeah. Whether that's your highway, your, your river of flowing water, whatever it is. Here comes the twister. Here's mm-hmm. the moment to break free, because he's uh, still preaching, right? Yeah. Like, so, you know, take your, take your shot, if you can. And also earlier he was doing close up magic because he says, "Look where my hand was." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Fucking what is it? Distraction bit. Yeah. What, What's it uh, called? Misdirection. Misdirection. <laughs> I don't know close up magic. I can do one magic trick because YouTube taught me how to do it. Oh, nice. What can you do? Uh, it's like a math trick where you put a card somewhere in a deck. Yeah. Math. <laughs> Pretty exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got for the lyrics. Hopefully we. We pulled something out of that. I mean, in summary, it really is just about waking up to your life. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, as we talked, like, the way he talks really sells it. Yeah. It's a really, like, theatrical performance of, like, he's got this, like, sermon thing happening. Mm-hmm. So I think it all ties together very nicely, and, yeah. it, and it's a cool effect. And they re- it really is captivating vocals, and it is a chorus that does make you sing along. Yeah, it's it's weird how you can have all of those things, like weird disjointed spoken word verses, but mm-hmm. also like a catchy chorus. Like, yeah. You can put those two things in the same song, like, and instrumentation that doesn't really change that much. Yeah, but it's still like, the kind biggest of, like, change is just that, like, addition of the guitar on the Yeah, the there's chorus. like a few things that get added in, which maybe we could talk about. Yeah, let's talk about that, because you're right, it really is just that ambient synth in the background, like, Yeah, they called it, I think, bubbly. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
And there's also a Hammond organ. Yes, right at the end. Yeah. And Hammond organs are so cool because they like use these tone wheels that are like a bunch of ca- like gears mm-hmm. to like make sound waves. And the gears are like cut out to be like the shape of a sound wave, I think. And then yeah. they, when they turn, and then so like the whole, the tone wheel is like a bunch of these things stacked together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you hit the note that is, is associated with that tone wheel, it'll start to turn and then create these sound waves with all the harmonics. That's wild. So then each of the, each of the like sections of the wheel is, is a harmonic. So each note has its own tone wheel for a different, yeah, different frequencies. So that's a very interesting instrument. And it's based on an older instrument mm-hmm. called a teleharmonium, which was that, but before amplifiers existed, so the wheels had to be massive. <laughs> um, so that's cool. And yeah, the, there were, the guy who made it, he had a Mark I, Mark II, and Mark III. I don't remember. I, I was just looking it up. Mark II weighed 210 tons. It was pretty big. That was Mark Two. <laughs> that was Mark Two. Mark One was smaller because it was like less stuff, and they just like built okay. it up. But like it was like massive, and it was like one of the very first synthesizers because it was actually creating these sound right. waves. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Holy shit. It's, yeah, it it takes up a lot of space, but it's cool. And then a Hammond organ is just like, well, now we can amplify it. Let's shrink it down and put it into a small package. Nice. Cool instrument, never played one, but it's at the end when it goes like <laughs> very cool sound. Yeah, and they did it to emulate a Velvet Underground song that does that at the end as well. Oh, really? I had that note, and I either decided to hide it in all of this text, or here, I'll go to the fucking Wikipedia page because it is, I can probably tell you which one it is once I see it. Yeah, taken from the, the Velvet Underground's What Goes On. Hmm. What goes on in your mind? Baby, be good. Do what you should. No, it'll be all right. It's off. I don't know that song. What's it off? It's off. Oh yeah, it's off their third album, which is also the Velvet Underground. Not the first Velvet Underground and Nico. Right, which is, I guess, a different name technically. Yeah. A little confusing, but no matter. Yeah. See, that's that one. Um, yeah, so it's a very cool off track. Yeah. organ sound. And other than that, it's like it's that drum and bass and like some guitar in the background too, mm-hmm. which is it's like fairly like it's pretty busy, but it just doesn't change very much. Yeah. And then like they'll add a guitar sound in the chorus or whatever. And like I guess in in that busyness, maybe it has to do with what we talked about earlier with the everybody conceptualizing the rhythm differently. Yeah. That it like it doesn't get stale. Despite being consistent, yeah, it is. It is interesting. Yeah, I will. I will say that. And without being, and if you know that they kind of had funk in mind, you can definitely tell. Like it's not funk, mm-hmm. really. Like you can't really groove to it that yeah. well. Like you might be able to something that like really has a a funky thing going on. Yeah, it's almost got like a like particularly with the the but guitar it's trying. And the chorus. It like it starts out with a it's like boom, bing, ding, and you're like, oh, this is almost funk. Like it's yeah. just like stilted funk so you can yeah. never quite just super awkward and like that's so like talking heads. yeah it's it's really quite impressive yeah it is a very interesting song should we talk about the music video oh please let's talk about the music so this video. was uh co-directed and choreographed by tony basil who's best known for her song mickey oh 
מקי, אתה פעני, זה פעני, בלו, ומה? היי מקי! היי מקי! Yeah. I might have added an extra clap in there. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's, it's like all green screen, mm-hmm. and David Byrne just does like weird stuff in front of the green screen. He's got these like weird dances, yeah. and then they'll like show clips of like these religious ceremonies, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. And he will imitate some of the actions they do. Yeah, sometimes those. he does what they do at, like at the same-ish time. Yeah, and he's like, you'll find yourself in an automobile, and he's doing this weird action. I'm like, is that... Describing the automobile, and I look back, I was like, oh, no, he's oh, doing yeah. what they're doing. But, and then it's all super still, like, awkward. Like, he's very, like, robotic. Yeah. And then sometimes there's, like, a bunch of David Burns in the background. Yeah, there'll be several of him. They're, like, and then there's, like, one bit where he's, like, crouched and just, like, leans back and forward. And, like, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do there. No. But it's just wild. Wild, man. Yeah, it is, for how, like, low-budget it is, it's, it's a weirdly compelling music video to watch. Yeah. There's one bit where he's, like, pretending to get shot or something. Yeah. He, like, keeps jerking back, like, like getting shot in a movie, like, with large bullets. That's right. I thought that was me, because he's like, you may ask yourself, how do I work this? And I thought he was, like, being erratic with his body to show that he doesn't know how to, fuck to, to fucking work it. Well, maybe it. that, too. <laughs> I thought of gunshots, but yeah, I don't really know how that fits. Right. He's like, how do I work this gun? Shit. And then just shoots a guy. Yeah. That could Accidentally. Be <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. oh, no. And uh, yeah, he just does some like weird stuff. Yeah. Um, There's like that pulsating blue background, which I guess is. Yeah, it's like blue and green and like yeah. grainy. It's supposed to be like water, I think. I think. Because at one point he's like quite... lying on his back and pretending yeah, to like, and, like, float. Yeah, and like he's floating in it. So. And now, am I correct? Kermit the Frog also did this music video? Uh, yes, Kermit, <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog didn't quite get quite as sweaty. <laughs> uh, yeah, David Burns sweats quite a bit in this. But yes, there is a Kermit the Frog version. It's shorter. Yeah, and that was uh, on The Muppet Show, I believe, in 1996? 1996, Kermit the Frog performed the song in an episode of Muppets Tonight. Fun. Yeah, but he he was in uh the that big suit. Yes, he had the like large David Byrne suit that he's more known for. I think slightly later. Yeah. In their career, I think he wore it in "Stop Making Sense," which is their one of their live albums. Oh yeah. There's a video, like a movie version, you can see him do that. That's right. Yeah, it says here he mimics his dances from "Stop Making Sense." Yeah. Classic Kermit. Um, did you know that this was one of the videos to play on the, the first day of MTV's yes, existence? Yes, I know. Um, yeah, this is taken from that Polyphonic video. They, yeah. they talked about it there as well, how like it was super early for MTV, so there weren't a lot of music videos mm-hmm. to play, so they just like got everything they could, and this one they played, and kind of maybe it would have been overlooked otherwise yeah. because it was super low budget and like not that popular a song. No, exactly. But it probably had something to do with how well the song did later on. Yeah. It's crazy how influential MTV was. Yeah, especially. Just from day one. That was August 1st, 1981. It was a big thing for a while. Yeah. I, I'm told. I don't know. It's never been a big thing for me. No, it was like a, it was, it was basically reduced to a sideshow by the time we were yeah. living. I still watched it, but yeah. it was trash. And it's crazy because that's like, we, it was only about, I mean, not even 20 years old by the time we got to it. Yeah. Just wild. Well, maybe by the time I got it, it was, yeah. was it, what, 81, did you say? Yeah, 81. Yeah. So. Anyway. I don't know. And that is, that's the original song. 
Yeah. I think that's all I have to say it's about cool it. It's a cool song. I've known it for a long time. Yeah. And I like it. It's it's that one that sometimes I'm like, I just want to listen to something weird. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I yeah. listen to once in a lifetime. A shotgun shack. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And yeah, I think we're going to find that that weird talking style really appealed to a lot of people. Because yeah. a lot of them cut loose on this. We start with Big Daddy in 1991. Who is actually an American comedy rock Yeah, group. they're comedy rock. I saw them called, like, the Wikipedia article mm-hmm. called them, no, something called them comedy rock. Yeah, I think Spotify. Or, yeah, which seemed like an odd name for me because i didn't think they were just like like a novelty group well maybe novelty is a better word but like they're playing they try to play like songs in older styles yeah basically so they're trying to sound like african here yeah so this is like very much directly afrobeat inspired yeah it sounds like something that would be in a musical honestly it does is it all just white dudes though i'm not sure Cause like I was, I couldn't get much info. I was, I wasn't sure if they like brought in a guy to do the vocals, or yeah. if they're just like doing the accent themselves. Cause they are all, um, fucking, they are all voice actors. Weirdly enough. Okay. Yeah. So it's very so possible it's they were doing that. They're doing I, the voice. Let's see. And of course, none of their names are. All their names look pretty white, but that doesn't mean they couldn't. They could be. They yeah, I thought I saw color. a picture of them, but. Yeah. Um, but it's, it was interesting. Like, I didn't realize at first that it was just an imitation. Mm-hmm. Cause, but maybe I just don't know the genre well. Yeah, it seemed very, like, it's got a real, I put Caribbean beat to it. I don't know if that's correct. I don't or know if it that's closer correct. To... It's got the kind, it's got, yeah, I think that is. I'm trying to remember what the block thing is called. Mm, oh. Uh. The wood block. The wood block. <laughs> Um. Anyway, in any case, I, I I don't remember what it's called, but I think because a lot of like Caribbean rhythms have African influence, mm-hmm. um, maybe that's what it is, yeah, or maybe it. it is supposed to sound. I don't know. Maybe don't they've know. got got their influences crossed. Maybe I'm racist. Maybe they're racist. Maybe everyone. Just like a little bit, though. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I. Did not notice at first that it was an imitation, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thought it was kind uh, of. I liked it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was really into this version. Yeah, they do a really good job of. Uh, it's the 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 line they do that they have the backups repeat after every Same verse. Old way as it ever was. Yeah. You find yourself in a large automobile. Same old way as it ever was. So it's cool they're taking parts of the song and kind of moving it around yeah a bit and uh and giving it a different flavor yeah like the bass line is still there but it's much more laid back mm-hmm. and uh i've written down here the water the water the water yeah he like talks about he like adds, adds some extra lines yeah before he goes into like the water part says consider the water that's right <laughs> And then he says a few more things. Yeah, it was it, like, yeah, this one just had a lot of life into it. Yeah, uh, it was pretty, yeah, it was lively. I, yeah, it definitely, it had personality. Yeah, and it so, goes through, like, it starts out with just the vocals, 
and like a little bit of hand drumming going on. Yeah, they got the different drums. Yeah, and then like it goes up, like instruments come in, and we get the broken piece in the middle for spoken word, and it, yeah, it's just like this one is very good. I liked it. I, yeah, I think they did a good job of it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, well, I guess that's my one note there is that they instead of letting the days go by, they say and the days go by, which is yeah. similar. Similar. I would say the interesting part about letting the days go by is it gives you power to because you to let them go it. by it. Yeah, you're like you could not do that, but you are. Versus like the days are just going by. It's yeah, it's, it's it happens. Of, uh, yeah, it's powerless. You, yeah. The days go by, which I think both are solid interpretations with mm-hmm. what the song gives us. But yeah, it's a neat little difference. There was like a moment early on when I read about the band after listening to it mm-hmm. when it said they were a comedy band. I was like, are they? Are they making fun of somebody? Yeah, I like. like I wasn't but sure. I, I'm pretty sure that's not the case here. Yeah, but it's, I had to like take a step back and be like, okay, what are they trying to do? And like, I think they're just like copying a different style. Yeah, and I think Which, it sounds good. They, and they, I really, yeah. I would be so bummed out if it turns out this was like some yeah, it's like super shitty, awful comedy. Um, but I don't think that's what's happening here. Yeah, uh, fortunately. If you're a, a Big Daddy fan, then let us know and let us know if this is a joke or not. That's at Jake the Cressy on Twitter, J A K E T H E C R E S S Y. Hashtag hi, Daddy. <laughs> now let's talk about Blenderhead in 1995. You may ask yourself, well, This is a more like straight rock and roll type. They're like yeah. a punk rock group. Yeah, this was actually like really laid back for punk rock, like not quite as angry, or even as fast paced. Didn't as sound I like super punky. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll admit, but it was definitely like rock and roll. Yeah, especially rock and roll. considering that I would still consider um, Talking Heads in the like rock and roll vein. Mm-hmm. Um, it was much more just like. Straight, yeah, rock and yeah, roll. yeah, absolutely. So we get like some, like, yeah, the drums are absolutely punk rock. You get a lot of fills and stuff on them, and a lot of heavy hits. Yes, and they have like the guitar is what comes in mm-hmm, instead of the synth. And uh, yeah, it's the it's basically that part, and it plays around. I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, they're more of a punk band, which I would not expect to have as many synthesizers. Yeah, if, if I think any. So it it works. And like the the concept of toxing your vocals works for like the punk rock genre. Right, they stick with that that vocal style. Yeah. Uh, of of the uh, not quite as much of the sermon as like David Byrne was doing. Yeah. Where you could see him just like shouting it with his arms up, and you there are literally videos of that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still like spoken word. This is like what you would get. This would be like your your older brother's cool friend smoking cigarettes. He'd tell you this. <laughs> like, same old way as it ever was. Same old way as it ever was. Same as it ever, ever was. was. And like this one's fun. I could have honestly. I think it could have been a little shorter, just because they are pretty simple. With probably the, the drums get a, are a little simpler. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, punk rock song. I would expect simpler yeah. drums. Um. And and then like when they actually go into the the chorus, it like it becomes very straight like guitar, yeah, like, strumming the chords and and singing the lyrics, yeah. So 
yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. It probably could have been cut down a bit, maybe because I know there's a few times where they like repeat the chorus. Yeah, they could probably have cut that down. Yeah, just trim that down a little. Trim some time. It's off. not a bad version, but I think it wore on me just in the length of it. I was like, okay, and now it's this piece again, and now it's this part again. It definitely just... it felt smoother, and I think a lot of them do. Yeah, they don't have that like disjointed feeling of like everyone's playing. Yeah, something that almost a little like different. hypnotic feeling where you're like, where the yeah. fuck am I? Where you like, it's hard to like orient yourself, so you just kind of like wash it just kind of washes yeah, over you exactly but yeah it I, I don't know if anyone really recreate well probably one we'll get to it we'll get to uh it. but like a lot of them are are i mean it, it's hard to play that way like, yeah they've played it sounds like over and over again for a long time and kind of had you know their their own like in their mind idea yeah what, what was going on but it's definitely to recreate that would be difficult. Well, yeah, it was in- insanely difficult for them to even create it. That's true. It took so, a long time. So if you could pick up on that just by listening to this song, and then, yeah, like if any of them had managed to take it not only into their own genre successfully, but also maintain that bizarre nature or expand on it, I'd been blown away. But Yeah, it's been very impressive. And that said, like, this one was fun. It was. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, they don't have an organ, obviously. Uh, maybe not, well, before yeah. he said, there's no, like, keys in this, so it's, Move to the the guitar, as you would expect again from a punk rock version. Yeah, but so it's fairly punk rock, except as you mentioned, maybe a little bit less driving. Yeah, and it's uh yeah, I think of some of the more straight rock covers we get, uh, that's one one of the better ones as far as I'm concerned. They do, de- they do a pretty decent job. decent little job there. Let's talk about Fish a year later, 1996. Yes, and you may ask yourself, well. version yeah um yeah they did they recreated that's yeah, fairly straight pretty, cover right pretty accurately i don't know if that's what their goal is yeah and it was dragged out over five minutes so it's sort of just like a slower longer version of it yeah so there is this there is like a, a saxophone solo does no you're thinking of the one by the two davids later on uh, yeah. there is a horn in this though and it is there annoying is. as fuck <laughs> It is. It feels a little out of place. It's very like, really like, cuts through everything. Yeah, because otherwise they have this very sparse soundscape. With and then, like, I think the synth noise was cool. It almost sounded like something out of Donkey Kong Country. Ah. And then you get the sort of sparse guitar, which in the slower playing of it, and maybe just in the live area, like really, like feels. You can kind of feel the presence of it in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And then this horn comes and it's just like. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, get that fucking shit out of here. And yeah, a little too long, I think, for just how little it brought to the table. The yeah, vocals are kind of similar to the uh, last one there, to Blenderhead, but... I do agree that I like. I didn't really like this one that much. Yeah. And uh, maybe it just felt like... Similar? Very similar? But I don't know. Maybe I just don't get Fish. Yeah. I don't really know what Fish is all about. That's I think it's guy. a lot of like live jam band type yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're 100% a jam band. That's why this one is five minutes yeah. instead of like four. So, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Really. But I didn't get like a... Because I feel like they're a jam band. They got to have some sick like solos or something, right? Like they had to be pretty I was expecting a solo. Improvisational musicians. And there was no Which, solo in here. There no... was maybe some improvisational 
stuff. Was, no, I keep thinking of the other one. Yeah, you're thinking of that one, which is yeah. Buck Wild, and we'll get to it. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's a ways away. But yeah, this is... I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah. It didn't have, like, that life. Exactly. It, didn't, it wasn't live. That I think both of the last two versions have had life in them. Yeah, and I mean, especially the original, which is this, like, pre larger-than-life preacher yeah, sound is. of, like... It didn't really have that. It was just kind of like doing a spoken word thing without the character. Yeah. This was more like a recital than a performance, you know? I do know. Yeah. I think (laughs) that's a good way to put it. All right. Let's talk about Jimmy Nail in 2001. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may ask yourself... Some guy, he's like he's an actor most of the okay, time. Okay, yeah. And uh, he did some music, including this. This one is another example of like an intro that hooks you in, and you're like, oh, "Fuck yeah, this is gonna be tight." And then it just drops everything. Let me see if I can. What was the intro? He's uh, he. It's just him with like real echoes on the vocals, and you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. You're like, "Oh, this is cool. We're gonna get right." Really... He does that, and then like it just goes back to the start, and yeah. like ignores. That yeah, beginning completely part. ignores that bit and just goes into a very, very like very straight laced rock cover. Yeah, except he like pronounces he says automobile. <laughs> and it, I, he's the album it's off of is called Ten Great Songs in an Okay Voice. You know, I actually liked his voice. I thought his voice was decent. Yeah, probably just trying to be that you know self deprecating. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, I I would have loved to see more done with that weird voice space he was setting us up for at the start. Yeah, there's a few, I mean, later on, when he says the what have I done part, he, like, kind of holds on yeah, the Yeah, almost starts singing it. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of expected him to, like, change notes at some point, but he just kind of, like, fades out. Yeah. I don't know that it would have been better that way, but I kept wanting that to happen. And so maybe that not happening is a good thing? Maybe. I don't know. But that was a cool moment as well in the song, is when he switched it up from being a shout into, yeah. like, a sung note. And you're like, oh. Yeah, oh, doing something here. Sustain, nice. That's, yeah, that sounded pretty. Yeah. I mean, and uh, let's see. A lot of them really try to keep the like bass, like the rhythm thing, mm-hmm. uh, going on, and he does have that. But I think there's another guitar, kind of following the bass line. Yeah, I think you're right. In this version. And oh, there's something else. There's like this weird like pulse, and I don't know. Yeah, if it's, a guitar. it's so annoying. Just happens. I didn't notice it at first. But then after, like, it happens with the whole the song. The entire song is like, ah, ah, ah. it's just like every four, like, yeah, four it's counts like one every bar or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. It might be a guitar. Yeah, I would. I have no idea. Just playing was... through the whole song, and it's odd. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of it. I don't think it added anything. I don't know, but I mean, it's that repetition. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it. Just like something that happens throughout the entire song that you can kind of like hold on to and be like nothing's changing right and it's become so monotonous that you can tune it out as well which i i absolutely did i didn't even notice it at first i noticed it at first and then i i just it just became assimilated in my mind i just removed it and then when i got to the end of it after a couple listens i was like wait a second was it actually there the whole time and i just just like fast forward and back up through it i was like yep it's there it's there it's there yeah so maybe that was a good choice, but yeah, it was it was not. It might fit thematically, ears, but but uh, the other thing I gotta bring up, um, channel 
Channel Watch. Oh yeah, the yeah. Same the, as it ever I was. I even section. heard it yeah. on the TV. It's going back and forth. Same as it ever was. Same as, same it, as ever it ever was. was. Same as it ever was. There's the guitar instead of the organ. But he does the end bit. That's right. Another similar structure one. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this next one, which is Blind Corn Liquor Pickers in 2005. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Kentucky Bluegrass Group. Yeah, they've stretched Kentucky Bluegrass to its modern limits. Oh my god. But they use the wrong it. Fucking these uh, guys. Driven by drums and electric guitar and powered by vocals that will make myths of your daily routine. Yeah, what does that fucking mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's it's evocative. <laughs> Provocative. Damn it gets it. the people going. Provocative. <laughs> uh, uh yeah i don't know it'll make myths out of your daily routines yeah does that just mean like it'll make you feel like you're more important than you are yeah like it'll give a sense of grandness to otherwise monotonous tasks maybe did you find that happened when you listened to this song no i found this one so we get the the bass line is switched to a guitar on this right yes it's higher now and there's like a banjo yeah. doing like a yeah so that one's kind of taking the place of the synth in this piece yes it's I don't know if I call it bubbly, but twinkly, maybe. Yeah, twinkly, you know, it's, it's a twinkly even. Twink. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's like constant throughout the song. Um, I think the highlight on this one for me is the chorus when everybody. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes. So yes, everyone sings. And actually the, the verses are a lot more like sung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, it's kind of interesting because before now they were mostly spoken. And then now they like a bit sung, and then we see them more and more sung in a in a lot of the versions. Yeah, not like necessarily consistently, yeah. but it does seem like that's how it uh, how it goes with these versions. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is in the chorus, the banjo picks up. That's right. It goes it goes faster, faster, and a little bit higher too. Mm. <laughs> And but the the bass line we mentioned it, but it's a little more uh, it's a little more bluegrassy. They kind of change up the patter of it just a bit. Yes, and it comes like there's actually a bass mm-hmm. that comes in for the chorus too. Yeah, and I cannot understand understate this. The banjo's just going nuts. Yeah, uh, just wild. And and there's actually I see upright bass. It's bluegrass, right? Yeah, it's probably stand up. This is up. the bluest of grass. This grass is blue, um, baby. And they do have. Like a, a keyboard of some sort, like an organ that comes in. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. And they have a couple of instrumental breaks. Not quite a solo, but just... Like yes, little... it was longer. Yeah. This one was, was about longer. five minutes. Just throwing a few little, like, bridges or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, this definitely had that bluegrass feel. And I think you were saying, uh, the chorus has the... Everybody the gang, comes in. Yeah. Or, or maybe not everybody, I don't know. Um, several people come in for the chorus, which I think works. Yeah, I thought it gave it a sort of, yeah. I don't know, like communal vibe. Yeah, which, I mean, you're talking about like a preacher. There's a congregation. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a number of people. And if you have several people singing, you can get that sort of choir feeling, which is definitely associated with 
you know, worship or whatever. Yeah. So I could, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. It works. I think, because I don't actually like the guys, the main guy's singing voice. I wasn't crazy about you it. Find yourself. Find yourself. Shotgun check. You may find yourself. So I thought like the group singing was the, the highlight for vocals. This one was, I mean, we'll talk about another like country-ish version, country bluegrass version. I think this is the better of the two. All right. That's we just my opinion. The other one. Yeah. Bad Shepherd. But for now, let's talk about Barb Younger. Barb. You may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Letting the days go by, let the water hold me down. Letting the days go by, water flowing underground into the blue. In 2009. Uh, do you know anything about Barb Younger? I actually forgot to look it up. This one took me by surprise because it was just unbelievably pleasant. Yes, it's so, it's, it's just like very pretty sound. Yeah. It's very, and it comes in with this like flute sound, almost like the whenever, wherever flute. Yeah. Like that kind of like pan flutey type, type sound. Maybe yeah, so that thing opens it up and it comes in kind of throughout to make a little yeah. bit of ambient noise. Yeah, but it's very like, very nice to listen. Yeah, and, this one uh, was like just she has this very soft, sweet voice. Like it's not, it's just like barely there almost, but it's like this whole piece kind of works. And I didn't think it would. Like, it's more sung as she has the like, letting the days go by, let the water hold me down. Like some the the timing is all like weird and yeah, she's moved, she's moved and shifted things around. But yeah, it's I wouldn't have expected it because it really doesn't have that like disorienting feeling. Mm-hmm. But it kind of still, I don't know. So maybe thematically, it's not as successful. I I don't know, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah, and there's like just like this descending piano bits at times. <laughs> we get strings yeah. in here, like yeah. I think there's a cello going and some piano. I think piano. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's definitely piano. Oh no, definitely because uh, yeah. Yeah. We we're talking about it. Um, so smooth. Yeah, it was just, like, like, so smooth. And uh, there's even, like, some chimes that come Mm. in every once in a while. You just get a little, like, ding. Yeah, and, like, it does kind of take that busyness from the original. Or not not a ding, but it's like a Yeah. Similar to the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, like, a lot going on to make, whereas the original leaves you sort of, like hypnotized and like there's all these things going yeah. on and like like you said like it washes over you this one is can almost pass you by it's so pleasant it's almost it's like just... a sensory deprivation like yeah tank of just like you just like relax because it just like puts you puts yeah, you down it just puts you in a relaxed state and it's yeah it's, it's it, despite also being like busy musically like a bunch of shit goes on yeah yeah this I, one was interesting i also like the very it ends on the line into the blue again and then like that's the end of it right which i thought was kind of neat like it works if you're talking about maybe changing your life you're like all right mm-hmm. here we go and we see what happens next we're into the blue right to the unknown after the money's gone after the money's gone yeah. you just loop the song <laughs> forever but yeah i thought that was kind of cool yeah let's talk about the bad shepherds and you may ask yourself well how did I get here? Right, these guys are in English. Kethera, Methera. Folk band. Sorry, what did you say? That's the album name. Okay. Kethera, Methera, I don't know. 
Tethera? Maybe, Tethera? I don't know. Those British guys like to fucking just mangle pronounce things, sometimes. Yeah. Pronounce things wrong? Yeah. Uh, and weird. And I don't like it. In fact, these particular British guys say, a beautiful car. They do say that. They say, where does that A-roll go? Instead of where does that highway go? Yeah, is it A-road? Where does that A-road go? An A-road may be motorways or freeways. Okay, so it must just be a... a... So it says, where does that A-road yeah, go? Yeah, it says A-road, as in a grade A, just a stand-up road. Grade A-road. Just a fucking good road. Very good road. This one, oh, I think they have mandolin in this one. Yeah. I just want to bring that up, because the mandolin is an important thing to bring up. Because it's small, so you have to bring it up higher to play it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like the drums in this one, I thought were very like soft. Yeah. Um, I I did I wrote not sharp at all. No sharpness. No sharp drums. No sharp notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Dull dull drums. Not dull necessarily. Dull drum. So, <laughs> dull drum. And uh, yeah, I I found the in the chorus they really played up the call and response. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the first ones that made me think of, like, this as a call and response. Because I feel like the other, the what is it, the the first guys we talked about? Uh, the, the uh, uh... Damn it. Fucking, what daddy. is their name? Big, Big daddy. daddy. Um, Like, theirs was different enough that I was like, yeah, sure, that's what you do in that style of music. But didn't, like, come back to the original and say, well, that's what they're doing there, too. Yeah. Uh, this was the one that made me think of that. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're really doing that call and response. Yeah. There's a string solo in the middle of this one. There's a lot of, like, neat violin things going on. Mm-hmm. Even, like, during the... Is it the verses? The chorus? The one... On a violin. So it's during the uh, verses. Verses, yeah. Possibly the chorus as well. Maybe. Definitely the verses. No, I think they change it. I think that's during the chorus. Yeah. And then it changes during... Sorry, I have it backwards. That is during the verses, verses, and it changes during the chorus. Got it. Oh, we got it, boys. <laughs> See, we got there. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of bored by this version overall, though. Um, I thought this was fun to sing along to. I think it's easier, because oh, okay, it's a lot yeah. straighter. They maybe transposed it down a bit. Right, yeah, So definitely. it was like, it was good for, it was like an easy version. Easy listening. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it just this one just kind of went by for me. I didn't, I didn't really connect with the fish version. That was the one that maybe bored me. Yeah. Not necessarily bored, but like I kind of maybe tuned out a bit. Not this one so much. Okay. It's it's again it's a little bit different, you know. They're not all just like slight variations necessarily. Yeah. But I guess anytime you try to make this song normal, like you've changed it. Yeah, you've <laughs> completely changed it because it's it's uh, out there. Yeah, um, you can hear his accent on the verses, particularly. Sounds English. Interesting. Beautiful enough. car. Beautiful car. And then, where is that beautiful car? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, weirdly enough, this relates to Big Daddy, but this band was formed by a comedian. And they oh, were a comedy neat. group. So oh, thought, hey. they're a comedy group as well. No, not these guys. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> Big Daddy, right? Yeah. Um, that's neat. I really thought. I don't know what the... I don't think these guys are making fun of anything, either. No, I think this one is pretty straight. Yeah. I also thought 
I know you said laid back on one of the other ones. Yeah, I think that's um, the blind corn liquor pickers one. Was um, it? Was no, it I, I said no. laid back on. Uh, oh, it was the punk one. Yeah, this one I thought was very laid back vocally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should we talk about David's Chevalier and Lynx? And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? So this is in 2013. Feet, Dave, feet, Dave. Ah, uh, Dave, feet, Dave. Dave, feet, Dave. And this one is, this is one that's just like. This is like some interesting, like, I don't know that free jazz is the right word. Is it experimental jazz? I don't know. There's clearly some jazz going on. Yeah. Uh, David Chevalier is like a jazz. I tried to translate his, his page. It didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. He's French. You is he guessed? French or is he a different guy? Because that guy was a French DJ, wasn't he? Mm, well, I don't remember. Because I tried to find this album on his Wikipedia page and it wasn't there. So I think he was a different Dave. I thought it said he was a, a jazz pianist on uh, the website I read. And I said, because he sounds French. His name sounds French. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I found it on another one that said he was a jazz guitarist. Oh, I thought I saw. Did I see guitarist? So he seems to be some sort of jazz musician. Yeah. Um. This is a jazzy version. Yeah. It opens with just this like cacophony. Yeah. Like it's just totally discordant. And then we get there's like a buzzy sound comes in. Yep. I don't. Oh, I think it's a saxophone. It didn't. I couldn't identify it at first. Mm-hmm. But I believe it it becomes a saxophone. <laughs> and uh, and there's like some guitar scr- drums. And then there's like a squeak, which yeah. probably would identify it as a saxophone. Uh, right? Because yeah, you got that yeah, like... Yeah, 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 that would make a squeak make that noise. like sound. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's another saxophone. And then, okay, so that's the beginning. All right? <laughs> and then <laughs> they start playing the like bass line. Right. And I assume drums is... Well, the drums I think are a little different. Yeah, they're just ja- they're like jazz, jazz drums, drums on this. Yeah, but like they're doing the like boo doo doo boo doo doo on the saxophone, mm-hmm. but it's a lower saxophone now. I believe it's a different kind of saxophone. A bass saxophone. Baritone. A baritone saxophone. Baritone saxophone would be my guess. I don't know saxophones very well, so I mean I couldn't identify it, but I know that's a lower saxophone. Yeah, it's a bigger saxophone. It's a big beefy boy. They call them Barry sax. That's, I don't know. <laughs> Picked up a few things from my one year of band in junior high school, okay. so. You know. Oh, good old Barry Sachs. Barry Sachs. And, uh, yeah. Then there's some drums. Yeah. Right, the drums come in, like, just before that, but it's, like, kind of on a slightly different, like. Mm-hmm. See, if there's anyone that captures the original's sort of bizarreness. It's probably this, this one. This would be the yeah. closest to it. Um, he does this thing where he does talk singing that will, like, slowly turn itself into like smooth jazz singing. Mmm. It is, yeah. It's it's disorienting throughout. Yeah. Which, which pretty appropriate. And then like, he does scatting at the end of this. He does. He does. Um. Just a little beat up, up, up. Yeah. same as it ever was. Bap, 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 skip up, same as it ever was. Does he, does he, I feel like he says same as it ever. He has to. Yeah. Then there's some sax runs. No, that's way at the end. Holds 
Eel on automobile. Eel. Large automobile. Yeah, and then when he gets to the chorus, he has a horn accompanying on the vocals. So it does the vocal notes, but on a horn. And sometimes the chorus is just is just horns. Yeah. Like they won't have any vocals come in at all. Mm-hmm. So I would say so. So it's not going anywhere. So not so 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 what? So so, I had a teacher who said that. What? I think he was Bulgarian. Oh, he was yeah. like, so what? I'm like, I don't know. You're so. supposed to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're my teacher. Teach like, me. Not really, but I didn't know what I was doing. Analog, analog um, circuits class. Analog, was this the one where it was like three of you? No, that <laughs> was a different, that was analog filter design. Okay. The, the, the like next class. Uh. Sort of. Was this the guy who taught you about the windmills in your mind? Yes. Yes. Same dude. Shout out to the windmill, man. Shout out to windmills in your mind. So there's also, I mean, there's a lot of like stuff. There's more like changes in this, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's more jazzy. Yeah, it's because it's meant to be like this experimental piece, I feel. I've, I've written that it kind of reminds me of the, the shoo-shoo under pressure. Where there's like cacophonous horns and shit. Right. Like this is obviously, I would say, a higher production value. I think these guys are a little better at their instruments. Yeah, I would say that as well. And like, like there's a verse, verse, chorus, verse section, verse. Yeah. Later yeah. on, where like the drums start playing like down low on the toms a bunch, and they're doing like jazzy mm. drum stuff. You know, jazzy drum stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. This one's like weird jazz. Jazz isn't dead, it just smells funny. Is that a line from something? That is, I feel like that is a quote by Frank Zappa. Probably. Jazz is not dead. Jazz is not a commodity. Jazz is not music. Jazz is not a girl. Jazz is not just music. Jazz is size. Those are your uh, top Google suggestions for jazz is not. Music. <laughs> that's, that's harsh, you guys. Jazz is not music. Maybe that's a, maybe that's the name of a book. Could be about jazz music. Uh, 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 yeah, jazz is not dead. It just smells funny. That's uh, Frank Zappa, hmm. and I believe that refers to this kind of jazz, which is kooky, crazy, lad. Which you think he would like? Yeah, I think that's his point. He's ah. just like it's 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 for the freaks now, because Frank Zappa, also all, known as Freak Zappa, all about those freaks. I don't think he actually was about those freaks. Some freaks? Maybe. Kind of didn't like people was the general vibe I got from him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I met him that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Way back in 93. <laughs> before he died. Yeah. <laughs> I think he died in 93 or 94. Yeah, it was like, like December of 93, I believe. Yeah. So we would have. <laughs> yeah, I had a great talk <laughs> with him. <laughs> yes, very in-depth talk. <laughs> Kissed my forehead. Uh, <laughs> You know, that was in my mother's arms and all. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a life-changing experience. Just like everything was when I was <laughs> that age. It, but it's, it, you were about to go down one path in life as a baby, and he was he was the twister, my man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he set you off course. <laughs> Frank Zappa. Yeah, I think Frank Zappa could probably be defined as a twister. Yeah. Doing the twist. He'd, he'd twist again like he did last summer. Okay, yeah, so, so to summarize this one. Talk about Frank Zappa some more. It's, it's experimental jazz, baby. It's Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's like, like I said, the choruses. Sometimes it's the horns. Sometimes it's the vocals with the horns. 
Yeah. So and, this this one manages around. to capture the weirdness, but I think it loses some of the catchiness in that weirdness. I uh, yeah, I would say so. It's harder to sing along with. Yeah, song. and that's again one of the things it's that letting makes the, the original. Days go by, ba, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. Let the water hold me down. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really say it like well, that. Well, like the original has this sort of like perfect mixture of bizarreness and popness to it. This one leans more towards the weird side. Yeah. Which is I'm, it's not something I'm always in the mood for. Sometimes. Mm. It's longer, too. Yeah. If this is music that is uh, harder to listen to, but will be better for you in the long term. Maybe. Another Frank Zappa quote. Huh. Do you have any more Frank Zappa quotes? Um, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I should have had something. But... I want to hear Caravan with the drum, <laughs> drum solo. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, all right. On that note. I want to hear Angelique. Kid Joe? Yeah, I would say Kid Joe. Kid Joe in 2018. 2018. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Letting the days go by. Letting the days go by. So this, this version was like finding, I found this on Spotify and I was like, this, we got to do this song now. Because mm-hmm. this is another one of the artists that we talked about in my class. I'm vaguely familiar with this artist. Right. And she did an entire cover album of Remain in Light. Yeah. Which is the album this song is off of, which is crazy, but also really cool. Yeah. So this version is quite different. Yeah, it's very uh very bombastic. Yeah. High energy throughout. And, and like man, it's a lot I mean, it's this is probably a really vague thing to say, but it's much more African. <laughs> Stylistically. Certainly, yeah. You get a lot of the yeah. the non like non drum kit drums on this. There's yes, a lot like of hand type drums. Yeah. Not necessarily hand, but probably I would expect. Yeah, I'm assuming they're played by hand. I mean, all drums are technically played yeah, by yeah, hand, yeah, except yeah. for kick In drum. effect, that's a foot drum. <laughs> um, yeah, she's high energy. She's got a good voice. Um. They got those like high life guitars coming in, yes, playing all high. That's what it is. You put a high life guitar in a song, I am much more likely to enjoy that song. It's True a very facts. nice guitar sound. I was like looking up how to do it. Turns out it's just like you play super high on the neck, yeah. and just like I'm sure there's a scale that you would want to play, but I'm not sure what it is. What are you just doing? Yeah, lots of hand drumming on this. The bass line, that's in there. There's horns in here. Yes. They're going off. Absolutely. And uh, I know you mentioned her vocal performance already. Yeah. It's, it's pretty strong, too. Mm-hmm. Gets in, it really gets into it. And the fun part, well, it's, I think it's a really fun version. Yeah. But also the music video. Yeah, that music video where she hacks an, an office building with the power of music. And they all just cut loose and start dancing. They go crazy. Yeah. Man, it's like three people in a break room, yeah. just like on their break, doing their whatever. Yeah, just and then on their suddenly, phones and shit. Yeah, they're all ignoring each other. Yeah. I think that's the important that's the, thing. That's the key part. And then Angelique Kidjo comes on the TV and starts singing her song. Well, first she hacks that dude's iPad. She hacks all of their, the, yeah, all of their phones all of stop their working. Phones. Yeah. And then like she comes on the TV. And, and then the starts... power of music keeps that TV running because the lady tries to unplug it. But she can't. She can't. But then the dude starts dancing. 
Yeah, like involuntarily, he's and shocked he's like, by What's it. What's happening? I can't stop. And everyone's like, "What? Neither can we." And then they all dance together. That's At right. one point, they start like making out. I think. Yeah, like right near the end. <laughs> and, like, they're just going. They're just like do- going crazy and like moving stuff around and doing their dance moves and like. In unison, sorry, I'm moving away from the microphone. Oh, it's all good. And then at one point, a dude just like walks by the door and looks in the window and is just like, huh, and then walks away. <laughs> They're going wild. Yeah. Looks like a fun time. The one scrawny dude like hits the, the sprinklers button. Right. there. That's why they're all wet. That's yeah. right. He and then the, like... there's a moment where they look at him and he's like, oh, no, they're going to be mad because I hit the sprinkler button. And then they're like, all right on. Yeah. And then they just get wet. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's so, all about dancing. Yeah, the the music video is really about not letting the days go by. Yeah, you're breaking out of your mold by dancing in the break room. Mm-hmm. And also making connections with people. That's right. Because the beginning of the video is very much they're separate and not communicating. And then by the end, they're they're making out, right? Yeah. yeah they're, it's just a big And then threesome. presumably, like, after the music video ends, it, like, it keeps escalating. Oh, they fuck. They fuck. Absolutely. In the break room. No question about it. With the it. lights on. With the with the lights on. <laughs> Fuck with the lights on. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a fun music video. Yeah, I like yeah, the version like, too. It's just a fun version. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fairly popular and like well regarded artist that's been around for a couple decades. So yeah, she can knock out a good cover when yeah. she wants to. of an entire album. Yeah, that's fucking. Which crazy. the other interesting thing about it is like the um a. The original was inspired by the Afrobeat music. Yeah. And then now it's kind of like coming back and inspiring African music. Yeah. Really went full circle. It's that boomerang effect. It's that boomerang effect. Yeah. That has been all the songs we're talking about today. We're going to go into our final reviews. We've got three categories today. Got the worst version. The best version. And the one that never rains, but it pours. <laughs> I didn't come up with a third version. Uh, we'll go with the best. Fucking. <laughs> never rains, but it pours. Go with. We uh... can't do weirdest because that's just going to be Dave Chevalier. Yeah. Let's go with the best one to dance to. Hmm, wonder what that's going to be. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably going to be the last one. <laughs> probably. Which, which one's the most monotonous? No, that'd be just be Fish, which is probably also the worst. Hmm. Let's do best and worst first. Yes. Let's, let's pull that one okay, out. Okay, let's do that. And so, <laughs> what's your worst? My worst? Um, Let's see. Now i got to go back over these. I wasn't crazy about the Bad Shepherds, but I don't know if it was the worst necessarily. Jimmy Nail wasn't great either, but you know what? Like, I really liked that intro. I didn't think any of them were, like, bad. Mm-hmm. There were some weaker versions. But I would never, like, I would show people probably almost every version of the song except the Fish version. Yeah. I thought, I mean, in their attempt to do, like, a fairly straight cover, mm-hmm. it wasn't that successful. Yeah. And as I've said, I said I didn't really like it before. Same, same idea. Same idea, yeah. It wasn't the kind greatest of- version. Uh, doesn't sorry fish doesn't have much going for it. All the other ones at least have like a thing. Yeah, that's like a little different. But that one, like they added the saxophone, that I didn't think worked that yeah, well. Yeah, it sucked. It was the worst. But also maybe it's just an awkward live recording because it was a live recording. 
Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, what's the best one, then, Alex? What is the best one? Jeez, I actually liked a lot of them. Yeah. I feel like we're fluctuating a lot. Because last week was like, they're all the fucking same, man. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> what? What do we do about? Why are we in here talking about the same same song song. ten times? Yeah. Um. Obviously, I like the original, but yeah, (laughs) I'm nothing to go without saying. Um. (laughs) And a lot of them, I found myself either humming or singing. Yeah. You know. Um. Even. even those bluegrass versions. There are two bluegrass versions that I like them both. Yeah. Jeez. How do you pick a best? Well, it's probably Angelique Kidjo. Yeah? Yeah. That's a I mean, that's choice. the one that brought me to do this. I like Angelique Kidjo. I like that style of music. Yeah. Sounded cool. Well done. Fucking A. I liked it. But there's a lot of strong versions to pick from. Yeah, I think for me, it's the Big Daddy version. It's yeah. just like a good arrangement and does some, like, it, it's a fun sounding version. Hopefully, not a racist version. Hopefully. We're, <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, but, but yeah, I, it, it does change it up a bit, but sort of sticks within the similar mold. Like, it has a similar idea. Yeah. But from a different angle and uh, moves it all around. Kind of cool ways. Exactly. Like, if, like, if David Burns, your preacher, this guy's just like a. Like a village elder, like a community know? leader, yeah, like a community leader. Yeah, that's the that's the vibe I got too. Yeah, it was just cool. And now, for our third category, which of these would you only listen to once Ish. in a lifetime? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, third category's just got to be like which which band which which group do you think would be the best at? Getting water from the bottom of from the, the ocean. bottom of the ocean. I feel like the ones that would keep going and uh, not give up probably fish. Yeah, I was. Gonna... Also, they can swim <laughs> down yeah, there. They can swim to yeah, the probably. bottom of the ocean. Because those guys just fuck around and jam, so they just be like, "Let's yeah, fuck around like, and well, let's just keep going." Get uh, to the bottom of the ocean. It's fine. We're here. Remove water from the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> remove, 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 remove water. Fish. That's been our main segment. If you agree with us, disagree with us, have a version of this that we should have talked about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, and just say hello to at Jake Lucrecy or at some Alex Wise guy. Our little friends, which yeah. is what I refer to Twitter accounts as. Our little friends? Yep. Say hello to them. Shout out to John Bell, who uh, I'll be, I guess, two weeks after, uh, two weeks ago. Sent out some, sent me some great growlers on Twitter. Oh yeah, Alex, check your Twitter mentions. I should for some great growlers. I don't drink though. Ah, growlers. Growlers. They hold liquids, guys. Hey. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna go into our bonus segment, which is uh, also definitely something I prepared in advance. Well, that's good, because you've had so much time on your hands. And you yeah. Can prepare things in advance. We talked about MTV today. Let's talk about. Uh, What's what's one of your your most fondestest music videos? Oh jeez, what music videos do I like? Yeah. Okay. Um off the dome here. Um Hang on. I got to make sure I got the song right cuz okay. I don't remember. Just like watch. Mm. Yeah, me like some someone's I always remember being on were Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne. Which just like has a hot mom in it. 
And then, uh, what is it? I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness was one I really liked because it was very much like the darkness usually is in that vein of like 80s, like hair metal, cock rock kind of scene. And they're just on this spaceship and what, like a giant squid attacks it at some point. Yeah. There's, and they a, there's like a, a lot of... big furry grimace that like wipes him down after he gets out of a jacuzzi. And it's like guitars and lasers and shit. And it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's fucking buck wild. I'm just trying to think of. Oh man, what music videos? What about you ever watch uh, the one for Don't Answer Me, where it's a yes. comic book? Yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. That's a good one. Uh, Was it I that just... one where peanut butter and jelly are trying to date each other, but their moms are like, and their parents are like, no, you guys can't get together. What is that? It's and it's all people in big costumes of just like jars of jam and peanut butter. I don't remember. I never remember who the artist is. It's just like some fucking pop punk group, I think. But I remember that video being fucking hilarious. Hang on a minute. I'm hanging. Hang on. What song is it? If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. Okay. It's like on a boat. Yeah. Like a carrier. I just, this is, I remember there being a Cher video, but my mind is during the day. Uh-huh. She's just like walking around on an abandoned aircraft carrier, but clearly there's a bunch of other people here in this, and it's like a concert. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to figure out if I've got the right video. I just remember her like straddling one of the large guns. On the aircraft okay, carrier? Yeah. I don't know. I found that amusing. Share <laughs> <laughs> straddling a large gun. So whatever music video that is. I, which, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be, uh, if I could turn back time. But it's I'm trying to think be. of, like, music video. Like, what music videos did I actually watch back in the day? And it, it was more like clip shows about music videos. Right. So they'd talk about Sledgehammer and they'd talk about, um... Oh, yeah, Sledgehammer is just, like, a bunch of illustrations of boning isn't it essentially well it's it's all like stop motion animation yeah so it's like claymation it's like peter gabriel's head and like things happen to his head um it's about fucking it's about fucking sledgehammer and they talk about how much they like like the sweet child of mine video which wasn't that i mean i didn't think was that great but they were just like axel rose so hot like okay sure um apparently he's pretty hot in that video is he I guess. You're going to have to watch the video. Dear Google, was Axel Rose ever hot? <laughs> now he's just puffy. Yeah, now he's just wearing his little puffy he's raincoat. Puffy. Um, and, ah, fuck. I don't know. This is, this is, I'm just, I'm blanking. Like, I know I used to watch music videos. What but about like, the what uh, Dancing in the Streets, David Bowie? <laughs> no, I never saw, I watched that one, like, on YouTube years yeah. later. Oh my god, that one was a classic. Oh man, what music videos are cool? Oh, what's that? You ever see that one where the guys are, I think the song's Where's Your Head At? And the guys are, have their faces like on monkeys. And they're just like... Oh, no, I don't know that one. Yeah, that one's pretty wild. I'm trying to think of like what music I would have listened to and actually watched the music video what for. What about I the music like... video for Numb? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, why is this so difficult? Shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other music videos. What about? Because like I did watch music videos. Like we would watch like several and like we oh, yeah because they they'd show they they'd be like, like the now countdowns. it's the like music yeah. video hour or whatever, and just show music videos. And I would watch that at times or like have it on in the background. I guess. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like music videos that I actually watched. What about Toxic by Britney Spears? 
But yeah, I probably saw that one, or at least parts of it. Probably like some, maybe like some Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Yeah, I'm trying to think playing. if they're like. Because I'm trying to think. Oh, yo, no. What about Prozac? I had a bunch of videos. I probably saw www.nevergetoveryou. <laughs> um, but I don't remember. Jeez. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, don't I saw, know I saw music happen, videos, man. but I can't think of a- any. Alex swears to God he's seen music I swear videos. I've seen, I swear they exist, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, of course they do. I've seen them. I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, music videos. So that's been our segment on music videos called We'll be better prepared next week, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you got a favorite there's, music there's gonna video. Be a, there's going to be a large cross-province move in the next week, so <laughs> next maybe we week, will yeah, be. Maybe, who fucking knows? Anyway, if you've got a favorite music video, tell us what it is. Hashtag MTMe favorite music video. <laughs> MTMe colon favorite, favorite music, music Can video. you put a colon in a, in a tag? I don't think so. I'm going to uh, say no. Just one word. Empty me, favorite music video. <laughs> and then just a list of songs. And yeah. And just let us know. Holler at us. That's been our whole show. I've okay. Been... You know what music videos I used to see a lot? Okay, yes. I'm, it's called coming back to me now. I, okay. <laughs> You're going to have to do some editing around this, maybe. The music videos I used to see the most mm-hmm. were the ones that they put between shows on the Family Channel. Okay. And also on dvds oh yeah so like there's one on shrek that was the baja men right what they're called? Baja men? yeah the baja men are they not the baja boys <laughs> i think you're right they are the baja men but because baja boys is too much like the backstreet boys i guess yeah the baja men are a, a, a bahamian band Bahamian. Yeah. and they had that song on the shrek soundtrack uh fuck what was it somebody <laughs> The they other song that wasn't Who Let the Dogs Out. I'm trying to remember the song. I don't used to watch that a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. There was also some like some like Hillary Duff stuff. Hillary so like Duff. that's my oh yeah. That's that's most music videos I saw was like Disney Channel. Yeah, I probably definitely saw some and, some of that Lizzie McGuire. You know, and uh, like Jamie Lynn Spears probably. Oh yeah, and Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Yeah. So, that's going to be probably the oh, most. Oh, they do a cover of Dancing in the Moonlight. Huh. The serious Moonlight? No. <laughs> <laughs> just just, just ca- moonlight. Casual Moonlight. Casual Moonlight. We let the dogs out. You all that. Best years of our lives. Move it like this. Probably best. I think it's best years of our lives. Um, let me see. Let's go. Here's, here's what we'll try. Baja, man. Shrek. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, the best music video ever made. <laughs> the uh, Best Years of Our Lives by Baja Men. It's right in there in the name. Best. Right there in the name. So, I'm sure we're going to be getting a lot of those in the hashtag mention, telling us what we already know. That Baja Men's Best of Our Lives. Best Years of Our Lives. Best Years of Our Lives. Best Years of Our Lives. Also, if you know if that was used for like advertising cruises at any point, let me know, because I feel like it was. <laughs> Hashtag, yeah, it was used for cruise advertisements. Used for cruise. Used for cruise. There you go. Hashtag used for cruise. And you can make the four a four if you would like instead of four. 
And as we always say on Cover Me, rate and review us, you monsters. Let's try this again. You can rate and review us on uh, the Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, other podcasting apps. Your favorite one. Pick your favorite. We're on it. And if we're not, get a new favorite. <laughs> or let us know or whatever. Yeah. That, Wait, that how are you listening to us? Yeah, why? this is what I don't understand about podcasting. I tell people where to listen as if... They're not already listening. They're not clearly listening. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, maybe you hit it on Spotify and you're like, you know. Yeah. Spotify is maybe not the most convenient place to listen to podcasts. Yeah, Spotify's not putting money in my pocket. Get a dedicated podcasting app. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I guess maybe your your friend put it on. And they're like, hey, listen to this banger. Check this. And you're like, oh, I wonder where I can hear. Oh. You sat in silence for an hour and a half. Apple Podcasts? (laughs) And you're like, oh, it's on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) So yeah, maybe that's who you are, and that's for you. Rate and review us, though. We don't have enough ratings or reviewings. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Let us know something. What do we know? <clears throat> do we know things? No, because you haven't fucking told us. <laughs> that's been our episode, and as we always say on Cover Me, that's the Cover Me game. Have we already done that one where I say that's the ball game when it's, it's the cover game? I don't know. I don't remember. We gotta write these down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would help a lot. <laughs> As we always say on Cover Me, there's always more to be covered. Me.